Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. And man, can I just say how much I appreciate you coming every day? Very nice of you. As you lay there relaxing on your day off listening to me. Uh, if you can, please bring someone along with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. Tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter or the X or whatever you call it, the, the social media site formerly known as Twitter. Uh, let's start as we usually do with the war in Ukraine. International experts say in a summary of their latest findings, a large number of prisoners held in makeshift detention centers in Russian-occupied southern Ukraine were tortured and sexually violated. The mobile justice team's latest report, funded by Britain, the European Union, and the United States, analyzed 320 cases and witnessed accounts of th- at 35 locations in the Kherson region, Of the victims' accounts reviewed, 43% explicitly mentioned practices of torture in the detention centers, citing sexual violence as a common tactic imposed on them by Russian guards. High-level perpetrators could be tried at the International Criminal Court in The Hague, uh, just like they will try uh, Putin and what's-her-name, Belove, whatever, Uh, The Polish government has announced two Belarusian helicopters yesterday violated Polish airspace by crossing the border into Poland. Uh, Minsk denies the claim, but eyewitnesses, uh, eyewitness accounts have also confirmed that the aircraft crossed the border. The eyewitness accounts also include pictures and video. Warsaw has condemned the dangerous incident and summoned the Belarusian charged the affairs to explain it. Shortly afterwards, the operational uh, command of Poland's armed forces issued a statement saying the Polish, that Polish airspace had not been violated and that the helicopters were conducting patrols on the Belarusian side of the border. However, in the evening, the defense ministry issued a statement revealing that the Belarusian aircraft had, in fact, crossed the border into Poland. Then the Polish uh, defense minister announced... Uh, After analysis, it was established that today, 1st of August 2023, two Belarusian helicopters, which were training near the border, violated Polish airspace. It noted that the border crossing took place at a very low altitude, making it hard to be detected by radar systems, which was why the initial announcement by Operational Command had said no violation of airspace was recorded, because they were below radar, it couldn't be recorded. Uh, The defense ministry noted that NATO has been informed of the incident and that the Polish defense minister, Maurice Blaszczak, has ordered an increase in the number of soldiers at the border and allocation of additional forces and resources, including combat helicopters. A deputy foreign minister, Piotr Warwick, described Belarus's actions as very dangerous. Noted, uh, noting that it violated not only Poland's airspace, but also NATO's. He said Minsk is playing a very risky game. Now, Minsk is saying, oh, no, 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 you, you're just saying this to give you a reason to put 
more soldiers at your border. Of course, that is ridiculous. Are they claiming that uh, they're saying it because uh, the United States, the West, told them to? The UK's Ministry of Defense says Russia is looking to strengthen its forces, but is unlikely to find enough new troops uh, to resource even one new army. In its latest intelligence briefing, the ministry said Russia had recently increased the age range of those eligible for conscription, but mainly deployed mobilized reservists to backfill established formations. Uh, Turkmenistan's main airline has suspended flights to Moscow, citing safety concerns after Ukrainian drone attacks on the Russian capital. The airline said in a statement due to the situation in Moscow, Arizona, and based on a risk assessment in order to ensure flight safety, all Turkmenistan Airlines flights on the uh, Ashgabat-Moscow-Ashgabat route will be suspended. Uh, In a call that followed Russian uh, 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 attacks in Odessa, Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy that sounds like a Lord of the Rings uh, villain, told Vladimir Putin that he will continue efforts to reinstate the Black Sea grain deal and calls for de-escalation. The statement from the president's office added President Erdogan expressed the importance of refraining from steps that could escalate uh, tensions during the Russia Ukraine war, emphasizing the significance of Black Sea uh, Initiative, which he described as a bridge of peace. Erdogan and Putin also agreed on the Russian president visiting Turkey. Uh, Boy, I hope they arrest him when he's there. The Kremlin has reiterated its position on the Black Sea grain, grain deal, saying Moscow would return once the part that Russia uh, part that concerns Russia was implemented. A Kremlin spokespuppet, Dmitry Pesky Peskov, also told reporters that President Vladimir Putin was holding a call with uh, Turkey's uh, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan this morning. Uh, yesterday, the United States envoy to the United Nations said there were indications that Russia might be interested in returning to the discussions about the grain deal. The U.S. ambassador to Ukraine condemned the repeated attacks on its grain and port infrastructure. On social media, uh, Bridget Brink wrote, Homes, ports, grains, silos, grain silos, uh, historic buildings, men, women, children, round the clock and intensifying Russian strikes on Kriviary, Kharkiv, Kiev, Kherson, make it clear. Once again, Russia has no desire for peace, no thought for civilian safety, and no regard for people around the world who rely on food from Ukraine. This okay, quite simply, this is this is Russia trying to starve the war to get them to try uh, try and starve the world to get them to try and stop the war. And trying to uh, trying to get them to push Ukraine to make concessions. It's not going to happen. Hopefully, U.S. Uh, grain supplies will step up. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has accused Russia of waging an attack on global food security after Russian drones hit port 
uh, hit port and grain storage facilities in south of Ukraine, coastal Odessa region. Zelensky said on Telegram, unfortunately, there are damages. The most significant ones are in the south of the country. Russian terrorists have once again attacked ports, grain, global food security. Uh, Sergei Bratchuk, spokesperson uh, of the Ukrainian Volunteer Army South, said in a video statement that the enemy is trying to destroy Ukrainian grain, attacking industrial and port infrastructure. Infrastructure. Russia is trying to cut Ukraine out of the future grain agreement, and most importantly, to strategically displace our country from the global food market. A Romanian uh, President Klaus Johannes has called Russia's repeated attacks on Ukraine's Danube infrastructure near Romania unacceptable after Moscow hit Odessa, including vital ports used to export grain. On formerly known as Twitter, Zelensky said, Russia's continued attacks against the Ukrainian civilian infrastructure on Danube in the proximity of Romania are unacceptable. Uh, these are war crimes, and they further affect UA's uh, capacity to transfer their food products toward those in need in the world. The U Ukrainian governor of Kherson said two people were injured following a Russian attack on the uh, on a residential area on Telegram. Alexander Prokudin wrote, "The enemy once again targeted the houses houses of the townspeople." Uh, fires broke out in the places of impact, which were quickly extinguished by rescuers. Two people were injured. A 56-year-old woman was hospitalized in a moderate con condition, and doctors provided assistance to a 59-year-old man on the spot. Russia continues to cause damage to Ukraine, uh, uh, Ukraine's grain infrastructure, sending world grain prices into turmoil. Russian attacked Ukraine's main inland port across the Danube River from Romania today and its use of force to prevent Ukrainian from exporting grain. The attacks destroyed buildings in the port of Ishmael and halted ships in their tracks as they prepared to arrive there to load up with Ukrainian grain in defense of a de facto blockade Russia reimposed in mid-July. Commercial ship tracking data showed dozens of international ships halting and dropping anchor at the mouth of the Danube. Many of them registered to arrive in Ishmael from the Black Sea in an apparent bid to open a breach in Russia's blockade. The port across the river from NATO member Romania is the main alternative route out of Ukraine for grain exports since Russia's blockade halted traffic at Ukraine's Black Sea ports in mid-July. A video released by Ukrainian authorities showed firefighters on ladders battling a huge blaze several stories high in a building covered with broken windows. Uh, several other large buildings were in ruins uh, grain, uh, and grain spilled out of at least two wrecked silos. Seaport Authority head Yuri Litvian said on Facebook that repair work had already begun and port infrastructure continued to operate. Odessa Region Governor Ole Keeper wrote on Telegram, there were no reports of casualties. Uh, President Vladimir Zelensky said on Telegram, uh, Russian terrorists have once again attacked ports, grain, global food security. As a result of the attack, fires broke out at facilities of the port and industrial infrastructure of the region 
and an elevator was damaged. Ukrainian, I assume that's a grain elevator. Uh, <clears throat> Ukrainian media reported the drones arrived from the Black Sea and then moved west along the Danube River towards Ishmael, uh, a key port from which Ukrainian grain is taken by barge to the uh, uh, Black Sea port of Constanta in Rom uh, Romania uh, for shipment onwards. About 40,000 tons of grain destined for African nations and China and Israel were reportedly damaged in the Odessa strike, which sparked anger in Ukraine and nearby Romania. Uh, more than 10 Russian drones have been downed during a Kyiv attack at about 3 a.m. Uh, Sergei Popko, head of the Kyiv City Mil uh, Military Administration, said groups of drones entered Kyiv simultaneously from several directions. However, all air targets, more than 10 un unmanned aerial vehicles, were detected and destroyed in time by the forces and means of air defense. He said Russia had used a barrage of Iranian-made Shahid drones with debris hitting several areas, including the busy Solomyansky district, which hosts an international airport. The Kyiv City Military Administration said in Holosky district, parts of a drone fell on, the on a playground and a fire broke out in a non-residential building, adding that emergency services were on the scene uh, and uh, attending to whatever needs to be attended to. Now that I have your attention, 13 minutes in, let's try and fix the rest of the world. I, I think I mentioned yesterday morning to keep an eye out that something is happening in that noose tightening around that bright orange neck. Boy, did the crap hit the fan yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, Trump was indicted again by a federal grand jury in special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election and the January 6, 2020, uh, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. So far, he has not been indicted for causing the attack, but as you know from the last indictment, that does not mean there won't be more indictments to come. We already know there will be some. Trump was indicted for conspiracy which is an indication that at least six more targets will be indicted in the next few weeks. Um, and probably, unless, you know, unless they're working out deals. Uh, the charges so far here. Uh, <clears throat> conspiracy to defraud the United States. Conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Obstruction of and an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. And conspiracy against rights. Uh, the indictment states the defendant lost the 2020 presidential election despite having lost the defendant was determined to remain in power. So for more than two months following election day, November 3rd, 2020, the, def the defendant spread lies that there had been uh, had been outcome determinative uh, fraud in the election and that he had actually won. These claims were false and the defendant knew that they were false, but the defendant repeated and widely disseminated that uh, decided disseminated them anyway to make his knowingly false claims appear legitimate, create an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger, and erode public faith in the administration of the election. 
Then the indictment describes the six co-conspirators, but does not name them. I mean, but we know, we we know. Uh, John Eastman is probably at the top. Either him or Rudy Giuliani uh, uh, are at the top, uh, and, and one of the other is next. Uh, Sidney Powell, Kenneth Cheesebro, uh, Chesebro, Cheesebro. Uh, I call it Cheesebro because we have a Cheesebro Road, uh, Cheesebro Road uh, here in Southern California, off of the 101 Freeway. Uh, <clears throat> so where was I? Uh, uh, Kenneth Cheesebro and Jeffrey Clark. Uh, that's five. The sixth described as a political consultant is unknown specifically. There are several possibles. Newsweek has said that it could be Ginny Thomas. Think about that. Uh, it seems, though, that she's a small player. However, she connected everyone. She's the one who had everyone's phone number. The indictment cited a political consultant who helped implement a plan to submit fraudulent states of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding. That person allegedly sent an email to co-conspirator uh, one, whom, whom the Washington Post has identified as former New York uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Uh, that provided a list of lawyers in six swing states who would assist in a plan involving phony electors. And a lot of this has to do with the phony electors. Um, The indictment also alleges that co-conspirator number six participated in a conference call about the effort to appoint phony electors in Pennsylvania and that they sought the phone numbers of senators for Giuliani to call on the night of January 6th in an effort to further delay certification of the 2020 election. There are also several other uh, no, uh, uh, others who number six could be. Uh, I hope it's. I, I really do hope it's uh, Ginny Thomas. I hope it is. Uh, but it uh, uh, it could also be Trump advisor Stephen Miller or Stephen Miller, however you want to say it. Longtime re- re- Republican activist Roger Stone, <laughs> former White House chief strategist uh, Steve Bannon, Mark Meadows, Peter Navarro, or even My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell. Uh, to me, Mark Meadows seems most likely, eh, but it could be Jenny Thomas. But we don't know yet. Uh, uh, um, uh, if indictments come down the path, I look forward to it, uh, it being Jenny Thomas and going to the Supreme Court. The election interference case has been assigned to Judge Tanya S. Chutkin, an appointee of former President Barack Obama in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. This is not good for Trump. She is the only federal judge in Washington, D.C. who has sentenced January 6th defendants to sentences actually longer than the government had requested. Trump is scheduled for a hearing tomorrow afternoon to be arraigned before Magistrate Judge Mozilla A. Upadaya uh, Pence. uh, uh, and, And you know what? This is going to be a circus tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. Um, uh, Where was I? Oh, here we go. Pence came out with the strongest statement yet. He said, today's, and this is what he said yesterday, today's indictment serves as, as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And that is a serious shot across the bow in the campaign. 
Of course, Trump went to his failing social media platform and released a barrage of videos calling out the indictment and calling out, of course, Jack Smith. Trump plans to shift the blame. Uh, This is his defense. And his lawyers are going along with it, which is crazy. That lawyers eating lawyers in this case. Trump plans to shift the blame to others, claiming that the lawyers told him he could do it. Okay. And I've done this several times. Let's use the example we always use. If a lawyer tells you that you can rob a bank and you go rob a bank, is it the lawyer's fault? Of course not. But it's worse than that because Trump went to several people and all of them said he could not do what he wanted to do. He sought out someone who would agree with him, right? Finally, he found someone, John Eastman, who said he would he was allowed to rob that bank. Also, those lawyers who gave him the advice are named as co-conspirators, which means that they also broke the law. So both of them are in trouble. It doesn't matter. It is possible they are named as co-conspirators and not indicted because Jack Smith may be looking for someone to flip. I mean, obviously, John Eastman isn't going to flip. He's going to prison. Uh, Rudy Giuliani isn't going to flip. He's going to prison. And maybe the others. I, Of course, if, if, if a co-conspirator is my pillow, the MyPillow CEO, obviously he's not going to flip. He, he, he's a nutball. This is all going to be interesting. And let's not forget, I, I mean, this is tomorrow. Trump is going to be there getting his, uh, his arraignment. He's going to be there tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be interesting. That means it's possible that Friday, Oh, could it happen on Thursday? That would be so interesting if it happened on Thursday, tomorrow. But Friday, Fannie Willis will probably uh, release her indictment. Hey, she could release it next week, but she could also release it on Friday. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there's so much stuff going on right now. It's crazy. Uh, uh, but uh, Fannie Willis's indictment is is going to be harder for Trump to fight, for sure. I mean, this this stuff that's going down in Georgia, oh man, prison. Uh, Trump will never leave prison, even if, uh, 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 even if Trump, uh, if, if someone pardons him federally, he still won't be pardoned at the state level. They the fed the feds can't do that. They they can't pardon him, can they? I don't think they can. Not on the state level. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Also yesterday, in what would normally be front page news, Michigan former attorney general candidate Matt DiPerno and ex-state representative Dyer Rendon were indicted for illegally tampering with voting equipment as part of their former, the former president's effort to overturn the 2020 election. Special Prosecutor D.J. Hilson confirmed the charges yesterday afternoon, saying his investigation into the handling of tabulators in Michigan was ongoing and not over, which could mean other individuals will be charged. 
Uh, Hilson said in a statement, the charging decision was the result of a thorough decision-making process by an independent citizen's grand jury. This citizen's grand jury carefully listened to the sworn testimony and analyzed the evidence as required by law and returned a decision to indict each of the defendants. DePerno and Rendon, two of the most vocal proponents in Michigan of false and unproven election fraud claims, were arraigned yesterday before Oakland County Circuit Court Chief Judge Jeffrey Mattis. Uh, DePerno is facing four criminal charges, including undue possession of a voting machine and willfully damaging a voting machine, which are felonies under Michigan law. Rendon was charged with conspiracies to commit undue possession of a voting machine and false pretenses. The false pretenses charge is a felony that could bring a prison term of up to five years and a fine of up to $10,000. The undue possession of a voting machine is punishable by up to five years in prison and a fine of up to $1,000. These people are going down. And, and you know what? All these cases, the, the fake electors, there's like, what what is it? Is it 86 people? I, I did the number once. I don't remember. 86 Republicans could see charges in this. This is huge. This is so huge. Uh, moving, moving on. Uh, yesterday, a historic change in the faith and credit of the United States because of Republicans screwing with the debt ceiling and deficit. Fitch has downgraded the United States credit from triple A rating to a double A plus. Because of this, it will cost us trillions of dollars more uh, if we can't fix our rating right away. It's what we've been saying again and again. Republicans aim to tank the economy during a Democratic presidency through fiscal irresponsibility so they can point to Biden and say, look what they did. We've been saying this for months. That's their, That's what they want to do. This is due to repeated standoffs of the debt ceiling and recent actions by Republican, uh, the Republican Party to ignore the deal they made with Biden and the debt ceiling to raise it until January 2025. If you remember, Republican-led House Speaker Kevin McCarthy used the need to raise the debt ceiling and avoid a catastrophic, catastrophic default as leverage to pursue sweeping federal spending cuts, more punitive work requirements for aid recipients, and other right-wing priorities. Representative Brandon Boyle, Democrat of Pennsylvania, uh, top Democrat on the House Budget Committee, said yesterday that the credit downgrade rests on the shoulders of Speaker McCarthy and the extreme MAGA Republicans who openly rooted for default. I Think back, just seriously, think back to when those on the far right said they wanted to default. They actually said that. They were, uh, and far right Republicans were responsible for the 2011 downgrade by Standard & Poor. Uh, Boyle also said for years, Republicans were warned that their repeated brinkmanship and deficit-funded tax giveaways for the wealthy and big corporations would have consequences. And now, for the second time in American history, Republican extremism and recklessness has undercut the American economy. 
Uh, we need to address the root uh, cause of this downgrade. Congress must pass my Debt Ceiling Reform Act to put an end to Republican brinkmanship and hostage-taking once and for all. Of course, Republicans will blame it on Democrats because that was their plan all along. Fitch said, they have this, Republicans have this to deal with because Fitch is, is saying exactly why the downgrade happened. Fitch said its decision to downgrade the United States credit ratings stemmed from a steady deterioration in standards of governance over the last 20 years, including on fiscal and debt matters. The repeated debt limit political standoffs and last-minute resolutions have eroded confidence in fiscal management. So think back again. Who has caused the repeated standoffs? Every single time, it's been Republicans. So Fitch has called out directly what Republicans are doing. So they can't claim it's a Democrat. They're going to do it anyway, but you all know it's a lie. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, of course, New York, said the downgrade by Fitch shows the House Republicans recklessly, reckless brinkmanship and flirtation with default has negative consequences for the country. Republicans need to learn from their mistakes and never push our country to the brink of default again. Senator Elizabeth Warren, of course, Massachusetts, told Politico on Monday that the debt ceiling was a bad idea when it was first put in place, and it has become the worst idea as the Republicans have figured out how to weaponize it. She said, I'll be blunt. I don't care how we get rid of, uh, how we get rid of the debt ceiling so long as we get rid of it. And that's a reminder that we created the debt ceiling. We did it ourselves. It's not a real barrier. The debt ceiling isn't, isn't really there. There is no such thing as a debt ceiling. It's a political barrier used to threaten political enemies. It was written into law in 1917. The last time inequity between the rich and the poor was this bad. It was written in 1917 because we had to sell war bonds uh, for the fight against Germany. And of course, that's when we had the last pandemic as well. The, the great flu pandemic that started in Kansas, of all places, even though it was the Spanish flu. <laughs> but that's another story. I've discussed that numerous times in past reports. So you can look that up. I, I don't know when I discussed it. Um, anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday. <clears throat> Excuse me, Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. I really do. I, it's so nice of you to come every day. I, I want you to know, I get up every morning. In the last couple of days, it's been difficult to get up, honestly. I mean, this morning, I, I wasn't able to get up until like 4. But I usually get up between 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. I get on the news right away. I turn on the news and then I get on the internet and I start searching all over the world for news stories. I work hard. I spend like five hours doing this every morning for you. I really do. I work hard for you. Uh, and I appreciate you so much for coming and listening to me. It's very nice of you. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, so if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. 
PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. You can tweet to me or whatever it's called. Uh, questions, insights, or fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the uh, uh, social media, uh, uh, formerly known as Twitter. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that? I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.